This episode of Locked On Longhorns is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports with dozens of house based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, coming to you on a Sunday, I tell you everything you need to know about Saturday's spring practice. Also, there were a lot of 2023 and 2024 recruits for your Texas Longhorns on the 40 acres this weekend. I tell you everything you need to know. Happy Sunday, Longhorn Nation. On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of of University of Texas Football and Basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough, Longhorn Nation. I know you came to hear about the updates from spring practice, so let's get right in to it. So the Texas Longhorns came back on their third spring practice, their first spring practice in full pads. And I think that had a lot to do with the recruits being on campus. We heard a lot um, out of Georgia's visit where Arch Manning last weekend that it was very business-like, very football-oriented. And I think that may have played a part. Not saying they weren't going to do it anyway um, on their third spring practice, but I definitely think they wanted to show um, all the potential recruits and commits, um, you know, a very business-like, very football-oriented atmosphere and definitely show um, some intense battles on the field and, and, and just some intensity from the football team that you don't necessarily don't necessarily see um, in shorts. And so they put the full pads on in the third spring practice. And the main storyline um, that we've been following in the spring practices, we'll get into um, some of the other position groups later, but of course, the monumental quarterback battle between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers. And now this is about, I've been about two months in doing the podcast now. My first episode was on January 31st. And since my very first episode, I've said that Quinn Ewers should be the starter in the fall. I, I think that, you know, I thought that we had just saw um, the Hudson Card movie before. And, you know, at times there was the inconsistencies last year, kind of the deer in headlights look. And, and I thought that his struggles last year were really surprising. You know, that Quinn Ewers um, was definitely a very high, highly touted prospect coming out of uh, high school, but Hudson Carr wasn't a slouch in his own, right? A four-star quarterback that a lot of people thought would have a lot of success um, in Sark's system, and it just didn't happen that way last year. But it looks like after three spring practices, Hudson Card has a definitive edge right now in the quarterback battle. Um, and so if Hudson Card comes out and um, takes over the starting job, I'll be the first to apologize. I even did an episode saying, should Hudson Card have transferred? You know, and, and right now, uh, it looks like he's the leader um, in that quarterback battle. And so uh, we talked about after Thursday's podcast how the offense was not as crisp as it was in the first spring practice on Tuesday. Now, that had a lot to do with the defense, especially uh, the DBs like freshman Jalen Gilbo, uh, Terrence Brooks and Ryan Watts dominating 
and had the offense off rhythm. Well, it looks like in Saturday spring practice, the first practice in full pass, the offense was able to bounce back. And two things that stood out to sources when paying close attention to the quarterback battle is Hudson Card looks a lot more comfortable than Quinn Ewers does so far. Um, and that's really not to you know be surprising or anything. That's to be expected. We we're talking about Hudson Card, who's now in his second year in Sark's system. Um, he started, played games under Sark, just been in the building under Sark for two years, has an understanding uh, of what Sark wants to emphasize on offense and what he wants to accomplish uh, with his different concepts and things like that, which Sark mentioned will be probably the number one key in deciding who is going to be the quarterback in the fall. Um, but also you got Quinn Ewers who forewent his senior year of high school, uh, went up to Ohio state in the fall, um, competed for a job where he didn't have a leg up at all. Didn't get the job. And now he's coming back to the university of Texas and really getting into dive into the playbook, you know, for the first time right now. So Hudson Carr being more comfortable, um, isn't necessarily surprising over Quinn Ewers so far, but in an open quarterback competition, after three practices, Hudson Card is definitely looking like the more comfortable um, quarterback at this time and probably the leader to be the starter at this time. They also talked about how um, his knowledge of the playbook has given him a clear advantage so far. And of course, uh, when you have knowledge of the playbook, that just allows you to be a little bit more loose, um, play faster, play without thinking. Um, and allows the game to, to to slow down to you. And I don't know if Quinn Ewers has reached that level yet. Um, and, and so Hudson Carr definitely has a clear advantage just with knowledge of the playbook and him being in the system, uh, you know, being a little bit more comfortable. And I think that's kind of been apparent to everybody who's been watching practices so far. Now, Quinn Ewers has definitely looked good. I don't want you to take this as Hudson Carr has looked amazing and, and Quinn Ewers has looked bad. I think there's just been a noticeable um more been it's been more noticeable that that Hudson Carter's looked a little bit better than Quinn Ewers. I know that Quinn Ewers did throw an interception in his first pass of team drills uh, to Jet Bush, but it looks like he was able to calm down after that. Uh, they said he showcased a lot of that playmaking ability that made him the number one prospect coming out of South Lake Carroll. Um, so it's good to see that he had a good practice, but it looks like Hudson Carter was a little bit better. Hudson Carter is also dealing with a bruised throwing hand. I'm not sure how much that is affecting him. Maybe that's some of the reason that he wasn't as crisp as Thursday on Thursday's practice. But looks like he came back on Saturday and looked really good. So um, shout out to him um, for you know showing some grit and, and overcoming a, a bruised throwing hand. Of course, uh, he likely doesn't want to give any extra reps to Quinn Ewers if he doesn't have to. So he's probably going to play through uh, that bruised throwing hand unless it gets worse. But it looks like it's something that's not affecting him too much. As all accounts said that he had a really good practice on Saturday, two specific throws of note that came out that um, really had uh, the staff and the players in awe were Quinn Ewers. Uh, he threw a beautiful deep ball to Casey Kane. I told you that Casey Kane may be emerging as your wide receiver four uh, with Troy O'Meary missing uh, all of spring practices this year. And Casey Kane, they said he looks faster. He looks much improved. So he caught a really good deep ball from Quinn Ewers. Uh, and, and we know that that's something that Quinn Ewers can do really well. Also, uh, Xavier Worthy was working against Deshaun Jamison on a deep end cut and Hudson Card threw the ball to him, uh, put the ball right on the money um, with great anticipation and everything. So those were two throws of note that came out of Saturday spring practices. Once again, both quarterbacks are looking really good thus far. It just looks like Hudson Card is more comfortable in Sark's system, has better knowledge of the playbook and right now is leading 
in the quarterback battle between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers. Coming up next, we'll give you some more insight from all of the position groups at Texas Longhorns Spring Practice. And later on in the show, we talk about the recruits that were at the 40 Acres this weekend and what this could mean for the Texas Longhorns recruiting class. I love and hate those buzzer beaters, the drama, but oh, the pain when you are on the other side of it. That's what happened to me so many times throughout the years. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% match terms and conditions apply. All right, Longhorn Nation. So some more tidbits from Saturday spring practice. I'm told that the one, uh, one receiver that stood out on Saturday's practice was Jordan Whittington. Now we know that the uh, injuries have, have definitely derailed him and he's not been able to showcase the playmaking ability for a full season that we've seen in limited time um, and just show off all that potential that we know that he has. We also know that he's indicated that this will be his last year with the Texas Longhorns, regardless of what happens. So it's great to see um, him, you know, coming out and, and having a good practice on Saturday. And we know that if we can get a full season from him, along with contributions from Isaiah Nair at that wide receiver two spot. And then, of course, Xavier Worthy taking that next step, already one of the best receivers in college football. Uh, that's just going to be a, a dynamite on offense. And it's going to be hell uh, for defensive coordinators to game plan against and for defensive players in the Big 12 and outside of the conference to play Again, so a quote on Jordan Whittington was Jordan Whittington was the standout guy on offense, made a bunch of plays today. His attitude is right. He has great energy in his body language and he was operating at high a high level. Um, definitely, you could feel his urgency. And so once again, um, I talked about on the podcast how if he was able to have a good season, even with his injury history, he could slide in as maybe a fourth or fifth round draft pick and definitely be a steal uh, for somebody who's going to get a very talented receiver whose only um, knock is that he hasn't been uh, able to stay healthy. But uh, we know that he's a great playmaker. We know that he's very proficient at, at moving the chains. And, and I think also, too, for Jordan Whittington, he may be playing with a chip on his shoulder. I do I know that, you know. Just like we read the the news clippings and the rumblings about how outside of Xavier Worthy, there wasn't much in the receiver room to, to write home about last year and how, you know, Texas was very aggressive in the transfer portal, um, bringing in Isaiah Nair. Uh, we've heard about, you know, Troy O'Meary and, and when he'll break out and what he'll be able to do for that offense. And so I think Jordan Whittington is saying, hey, don't forget about me. I um, mean, it looks like that's showing up in spring practices. So uh, shout out to him. He's going to unlock so much on this offense if he can stay healthy and bring um, – that playmaking ability consistently for whoever starts at quarterback in the fall. Another playmaker on offense, Gunner 
Helm. And so I talked about after the first practice that I was surprised uh, that Gunnar Helm and JT Sanders were getting their first team reps at tight end while Jaleel Billingsley was getting second team reps. And it looks like Gunnar Helm has continued uh, to showcase why he should be getting the, the first team reps. And so they said that, uh, you know, he was blocking uh, really well in full pads. He was moving really well and catching passes all the way down the field. They even noted that right now um, he just seems to have things a little bit down a little bit better than JT Sanders. I'm going to guess that that's probably in the blocking department. I know that Sark, like last year, um, was to run a lot of 12 personnel. Um, so uh, two tight ends on the field, that's your 12 personnel. And I, I think that Texas was the most proficient running the ball out of those two tight end sets last year. And so they want to continue to do that. But I don't think they got the production out of the play action game uh, from the tight ends that they wanted last year. And it looks like Gunnar Helm and JT Sanders are trending towards giving them that. But I do know the, the tight end that's going to get the majority of the snaps because of that power run game is going to be the one that shows the best blocking ability. And so far, it looks like Gunnar Helm has a step up in um, that department. But JT Sanders and Gunnar Helm are getting the first team reps. After three practices, we haven't heard much specific about Jaleel Billingsley. I had said that I was concerned um, that he fell out of favor with Sark and Nick Saban at Alabama and couldn't get things right. And him starting off on the dip chart with the second team isn't great, especially when we've been hearing something out of every practice about Gunnar Helm or JT Sanders. So, um, you know, for, for all of the people that, that said that Jaleel Billingsley would come in and, and play right away or, or start or, or take this offense to the next level, I'm not sure if that looks like it's going to happen uh, at least right now. So keep an eye out on that Gunnar Helm and JT Sanders definitely dominating the first team reps at spring practices at your tight end position. So running back is probably the most depth we have on the team as far as depth and talent that we have five really talented running backs. Of course, this all starts with Bijan Robinson, Heisman hopeful. And then of course, Roshan Johnson, who had some great appearances last year um, to spell Bijan. And then also when Bijan wasn't playing, but it looks like all five running backs um, that touched the ball had a really good Saturday practice. So that includes uh, Keelan Robinson, uh, Jonathan Brooks, and then Jaden Blue, the four-star running back out of Houston, Texas. They all had really good runs and looked really good catching the ball in Saturday's spring practice as well. I'm not sure how many running backs. Of course, you're probably not going to have five running backs coming in and out, getting a whole bunch of playing time. But I do know um, that in Brennan Marion's go-go offense, uh, which Sark will adopt a little bit uh, this season, they do have a lot of two running back sets. So I think you'll see Roshan and Bijan on the field together a lot more. And that also, you know, opens up uh, the opportunity for, for Keelan and, and, you know, maybe Jaden Blue to come in and, and spell them and get some touches. But once again, um, it's hard to play five running backs at a time, especially when you have one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country, in Bijan Robinson. Uh, but it's just good to see that all five running backs are looking really good in Sark's offense so far. On the offensive line, not much to report, but I do know um, that they have switched Andre Carriage and Christian Jones uh, from left tackle to right tackle. So moving Carriage over to right tackle, Christian Jones over to left tackle. And I think that they like Carriage still more at left tackle. They've talked about him being more disciplined and have, having better feet at the position. Um but them have not having not not having a lot of depth right now. Uh, excuse me, with six offensive linemen coming over the summer, I think they're just moving things around to see what they have. But ultimately, I think Courage will probably be your starting left tackle going into the fall, unless something drastic happens at spring practice. And I think Kelvin Banks, when he comes in over the summer, has a really legit opportunity to challenge for that right tackle spot against Kristen Jones to be the starter on day one for your Texas Longhorns football team in this offensive line. 
um, the defensive line. So there's been some schematic changes. I can't tell you exactly what is going on on the defensive line and, and what scheme they may be looking uh, to go to. I don't think it'll be something that is an every down thing. I think there'll be multiple on that defensive front, but it do looks like they're changing their scheme to get a lot more size up front. I think this has a lot to do um, just with the holes that they gave up last year in the running game and the gaps. Uh, and I think they want to have a lot more size on that defensive line to combat that. So look for some possible scheme changes um, coming up in spring practices. Once again, if I get more information on it, I'll definitely report it to you here on Locked on Longhorns. But it's looking like they're making some changes up front. This may have a lot to do with Gary Patterson coming over and helping Pete Kukowski with the defense. But getting bigger on that defensive line is definitely a emphasis for this Texas Longhorns football team. I'm hearing that they want to favor a lot of experience right now on that defensive line. Um, edge rusher Baron Sorrells is, is getting the majority of the first team reps. He is up to 252 pounds from 245 pounds last year. Um, they're saying he's much improved uh, at the point of attack, and he's really using his hands really well. One source compared him to a young Alex Okafor, so look for Baron Sorrells to get a lot more first team reps in spring practice and likely be a starter in the fall i think they really like what they have on the defensive line and they like the players they have coming back even coming off of disappointing seasons so i think they're going to favor experience and those players bouncing back um this year and i think that the one player um as a true freshman that will get time is probably justice finkley definitely um, he's came in and impressed right away but outside of that look for them to a favor experience on the defensive line at linebacker we talked about how jalen ford is playing with a lot more confidence and has the ability uh, and the opportunity with Luke Brockermeyer missing the entire spring to lock down that middle linebacker spot. We know that Jalen Ford had two interceptions on Thursday's practice, and it looks like he followed it up on Saturday with another great day. His name was mentioned as players that stood out at Saturday's practice. So look for Jalen Ford to lock down that middle linebacker spot if he continues to play with great instincts and um, just overall confidence at the middle linebacker position and of course we know the dbs really have been the story of spring practices so far jalen gilbo and terrence brooks they've been talked about so far as just they live at the facility they eat sleep and, and breathe football and they're not like they're not just happy to be here they're not just happy to be texas football recruits they really see an opportunity to come in and start right away a true freshman or get a lot of playing time right away at true freshman and they're taking full advantage of that having another uh, great practice of course ryan watts the 6-3 transfer corner from Ohio State has came in and looked like one of the best players on this football team and given all the receivers fits with his size at 6'3", his arm length and his overall strength. I, um, I said on the last podcast um, that I think that, you know, they'll be able to, to be a lot more physical this year, get a lot more in your face and play some more physical press coverage. And it looks like Jalen Gilbo, Terrence Brooks and Ryan Watts are definitely the right personnel to get that accomplished. So great things coming out of spring practice so far. Um, from all the position groups, they said the defense looks really good. Um, and, and so hopefully they continue that momentum and they can improve a lot more going into the season. And then right now, both quarterbacks between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers are looking good. But once again, Hudson Card definitely has the advantage right now in terms of knowledge of the playbook and being more comfortable. Um, and he has the advantage over Quinn Ewers right now going into the fourth spring practice on Tuesday, which, of course, will have all the insight for you after that. Coming up next, there were a lot of recruits in Austin this weekend that the Texas Longhorns are considering. I'll give you some quick notes on that. Hungry, try Built Bar, especially the Puffs. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. 
covered in 100% real chocolate with flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. These are going to be your new favorite. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we know uh, that the the March for Arts or, or March Madness with the arch in it or the arch to Austin is in full effect. And Arch Manning, the number one prospect in the 2023 recruiting class, made his third visit to the 40 acres to Austin, Texas over the weekend. And uh, sources say that we know that probably the leading schools for his commitment right now are Georgia, Alabama and Texas and, and sources within the building, sources involved with his recruitment. Um, they were described as having uh, initially. Um, kind of a, a quiet confidence or a humble confidence that that Arch Manning uh, would come to the 40 acres and that the Longhorns were in the lead. Well, sources are saying after this weekend that that confidence is a little bit louder. They they definitely have uh, more of an inkling that they think that Arch Manning will make his decision and come to the 40 acres. They also said that Arch um, plans to make a timely decision. Of course, not this weekend or next weekend. He still has some visits lined up, but plans to make a timely decision, uh, knowing that, you know, his recruitment will impact uh, a lot of other commits recruitment as well. So it seems like everything was great uh, coming out of, of Arch Manning's time at the 40 acres this weekend. And once again, sources close to the situation are definitely boasting a little more confidence than they were prior to the weekend that Arch Manning will eventually end up in the burnt orange and white. One player that is looking to potentially play with Arch Manning wherever school they end up at is the Soto wide receiver, John T. Cook. And so we know um, about uh, Ruben Owens uh, being the number one running back in the country, John T. Cook being one of the top receivers. And then, Arch Manning being the number one quarterback, I had heard uh, that there was a 70, 80 to 70 to 80, which is extremely high, uh, 70 to 80 percent chance that these players were looking to link up at college and, and play with one another. And Jonte Cook reaffirmed that over the weekend, um, saying that to not be surprised if him and Arch Manning uh, played together next year. Um, and so he's definitely feeding fuel into that fire. Ruben Owens was not able to make the visit this weekend, but his dad said that him um uh, his dad and Ruben Owens will be on campus next weekend. So all signs uh, still point to good things with Ruben Owens. Uh, and, and so I said that they'll probably be the triplets wherever they end up uh, on a college campus. So let's hope that it is uh, your Texas Longhorns. And then John T. Cook, outside of saying um, that he wanted to play with Arch Manning, um, he just talked about how Sark is an offensive genius. He's a player's coach. And his message to Jonte was, you know, that we need you. Um, and so um, I think that right now, um, if I had to give my opinion on it, I, you know, I don't work at 24-7 sports. I don't have a crystal ball behind me or anything. But I do think um, that Jonte Cook, Arch Manning, and Ruben Owens are all leaning towards Texas. And I do think they'll be the next set of triplets uh, at the 40 acres. So keep your eye on that. If I'm wrong, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, but that's just what the tea leaves are kind of showing right now. But definitely some other great schools in the running for their commitment. And so we're going to have to wait and see how it all shakes out. So 24-7 sports number two running back, uh, Cedric Baxter Jr. was in attendance at the 40 acres uh, this weekend. And he said he had a great visit. He talked about how they run a gap scheme at the University of Texas for the running backs, which he loves. And he loves Coach Tashara Choice. And he said he's a great running backs coach and just a great person. So keep an eye out on number two running back in the country, 
um, Cedric Baxter Jr. It'll be interesting to see if they get a commitment from Ruben Owens, who is the number one running back uh, with players like Jaden Blue already on campus, the four star running back out of the 2022 class, how heavily they continue uh, to pursue Cedric Baxter and what their plans are for them uh, moving forward over the next few years at the 40 acres. And then also some offensive linemen they talked to as well. Um, Connor Stroh and Andre Kojo uh, were both on campus this weekend. I know that they brought uh, some in uh, some of the um, 2022 recruits like Kelvin Banks, Devin Campbell, and some of those offensive linemen were there um, as well to talk to them. I, I know that they wanted uh, them to be around Jonte Cook and, and Arch Manning as well. Um, just to, you know, let them know they'll be protected. But, you know, just to, uh, you know, kind of gas them up a little bit. And, and so the offensive lineman from the 2023 class that they're looking at, uh, once again, Connor Stroh and, and Andre Kojo out of Frisco and Arlington, respectively, uh, said they had a great visit. They liked watching um, the offensive line uh, compete and, and definitely uh, were still keyed in uh, on the University of Texas as one of their major schools. So um, we haven't seen anything come out yet as far as any commitments. Once again, I'm coming to you on a Sunday, uh, likely no Monday episode um, unless, you know, something comes out about a, a recruit uh, committing and, and then we'll do an episode talking about that. So the next time you'll hear from me is on Tuesday, giving you an update after the fourth spring practice. Longhorn Nation, thank you uh, for tuning in on a Sunday. Uh, to Locked On Longhorns and hearing about everything going on with spring practice. Once again, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. We're going to continue to give you everything you need to know about the quarterback battle between Hudson Card and Quinn Ewers, everything that's coming out of spring practices and everything that's going on with the recruitment battles for the 2023 and 2024 classes. Also want to give a special shout out to the Texas women's basketball team for making the elite eight. They are playing tonight against Stanford to make it to the final four Stanford, a really good basketball team. It's going to be a tough game, but I believe in head coach Vic Schaefer, I believe in point guard Rory Harmon, get it done. And let's take the Longhorns to the final four. Extremely proud of this Texas women's basketball team. And we all need to make sure we're supporting them in their game tonight against Stanford. Longhorn Nation, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Peace.